This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. It's that time of the week where we focus our attention on China. Yesterday, Monday, the 18th of April, there was a data dump uh, that showed that uh, China's economy has beaten expectations and grew by 4.8% in the first quarter of this year to the growing defiance in Shanghai due to the lockdown. That's another issue we're going to cover as well as China's space ambitions. Quite a few interesting headlines. On the line to help me out is Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. Don, good morning. Let's start off with that data dump uh, that we got on Monday, the 18th of April. Uh, It's released by China's National Bureau of Statistics showing the country's economy beat expectations and grew by 4.8% in the first quarter of this year compared with a year earlier. Overall, uh, China has set its GDP growth target for 2022 at around 5.5%. So my question is, do you think they're going to hit that target? Are they on track? What kind of factors are we looking at that contributes to China's 4.8% growth in the last quarter? Um, could there be an effect because, let's not forget, the past three weeks there has been a lockdown in Shanghai. What are your thoughts? Hi, good morning. It is still a little early to say whether China will hit its target of 5.5% growth this year. The 4.8% figure doesn't look bad on its own, considering some economists had downgraded their forecast to 42 to 4.6%. The first quarter figures, which is for January to March, have taken in some of the impact on the economy by lockdowns in Shenzhen and Zilin province and also the uncertainties from the Ukraine war. It has certainly dampened retail sales. But the numbers don't reflect the Shanghai lockdown, which started only in late March. So next month and next quarter's GDP figures will be the ones to watch out for. And next month's figures especially will not look too good given the extended lockdown in Shanghai and the disruption to logistics supply chains, which already have had a ripple effect globally. Also, if you just look at the March activity numbers alone, it gives you a somewhat gloomy outlook because consumer spending is down. In fact, the biggest drop since the start of the pandemic two years ago, and unemployment has gone up 5.8%, which is the highest since May 2020. So China will face an even bigger challenge trying to meet its GDP target this year, and it will have to roll out more policies to support the economy. But already economists are saying that hitting a 5% growth for the year is more likely. All right, Don, uh, let's turn our attention to some videos that have emerged. Uh, these are show clashes between police and people being forced out of their homes in Shanghai. The city, of course, entering their third week of COVID-19 lockdown. There is defiance of uh, the curbs that have brought a wave of arrests. I mean, is this a sign that Shanghai is struggling to contain uh, the COVID-19 outbreak or, you know, maybe some form of embarrassment for the city's leaders, perhaps? Um, the situation there, it's now cast a shadow, perhaps, on the city's leaders. What are your thoughts on this? What, what are your thoughts on their prospects ahead of a major shakeup of the Chinese Communist Party's leadership? Well, we have not seen this level of unhappiness in any part of China since the outbreak in Wuhan two years ago. 
when public outrage was high because of government efforts to keep things under wraps, the draconian measures taken then, and also people not being able to get medical care. I think for a city of 25 million people, well, Shanghai is the most populous city in China, it would be quite something if they didn't struggle to contain the outbreak, especially when they are using the old playbook of eliminating the virus completely, when the virus has mutated into something that is far more contagious, but also less deadly. Is it an embarrassment? To the city's leaders, yes, but it is also an embarrassment to the country's leaders because they are the ones still insisting on this zero-COVID policy and probably among the only ones left in the world who have not adapted to new realities. Shanghai's outbreak management is now being directed from the very top. The central government has taken over since a few weeks ago and started mobilizing resources from other provinces. And that essentially is a signal that it has no confidence that the local government is able to manage this on its own. So it is quite possible that there will be political costs for the city's officials once this blows over. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now back to our podcast episode. I'm on the line this morning with Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. Don, I just got one more issue to talk about. Now, officials have said that China will be launching three more astronauts to its newest space station in June after the latest crew returned last weekend following a six-month stay in orbit. The crew of Shenzhou 14 will spend six months on the Tiangong to add two modules to the station. Uh, from your perspective, you know, has China's confidence uh, growing? You know, is it growing since uh, when it comes to space exploration? Why does it see the urgent need to flourish in this area? What kind of signals are they trying to send to other countries, especially the more they succeed? Yes, for sure its confidence has grown. It's been one success story after another since 2003 when it launched its first human space flight. China's space program has ramped up considerably under President Xi Jinping as it tries to catch up with the US and Russia after starting much later and it has made huge investments into this area and it has already launched 207 space missions from 2016 to 2021. So yes, it's got big ambitions. It is putting together a space station. It has gone to the moon and collected lunar samples and it plans to build a base there. It has already landed a rover on Mars. In fact, China put out a white paper in January this year outlining its space plans in developing technology and applications for the next five years, which it says will build on its successes so far and will be a new journey towards China becoming a space power. So it's building on the momentum, especially over the past few years, to push its space program forward. And that has paid dividends because of the national pride that it has instilled among the Chinese. And of course, internationally, it pushes China to the front of all space powers. It's sharing the samples it has collected for research with scientists from around the world, and it has offered to share expertise and knowledge, especially with developing countries. So that all has clearly done a lot to advance its international image, especially as a global power that is at the forefront of science and technology. 
I think the signals have already been sent that China wants to be a formidable space power. And this isn't just confined to planting its flag in space, but is also about the space economy as well, because the technology that it has managed to develop and will develop can obviously be monetized. I've been speaking with Tan Donwei, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.